tends to be because um, rebreathers are less forgiving than open circuit, te in a, just technolo technologically? Not necessarily. A lot of it comes from the fact that the patterns that we learn, the muscle memory that we learn in open circuit, is different than the type of patterns or the things that you need to do on rebreathers when things start to go bad. Um, and I think that many of these people fell back into their old habits, not recognizing the difference. And we go back to the things that we know best. And so, for example, if you run out of air on open circuit, your natural inclination is just to let the mouthpiece drop out of your mouth and go grab another mouthpiece from another regulator, a backup regulator or your buddy's regulator or your buddy's long hose. And rebreathers, as soon as you drop the mouthpiece, the entire system floods, and now you're 20 pounds negative and trying to deal with 20 pounds of negative buoyancy on top of whatever the original issue was. Okay, exactly. Um, and there are many instances like that I could talk really? about. Really? I didn't think that would be – you're saying that's an incident, but I'm thinking like – Really? Someone who would actually drop the mouthpiece on a double hose rebreather like it was a single hose regulator? If you get stressed, you fall back into your old patterns of behavior. The old pattern of behavior is you, in a rebreather, of course, you've got to close the mouthpiece physically. Mm -hmm. In open circuit, you did not have to. You get stressed, you're in an emergency situation, you fall back into your old habits, your old patterns, and the first thing you do is just take the mouthpiece out of your mouth. You don't think twice about it because for 20 years, that's the way you dove. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. I guess, you know, under stress, we don't even think about, you know, that's kind of why we have to train and overtrain and relearn different muscle memory techniques. And then the second issue that I alluded to earlier, this is the first one, is that we are not comparing apples and apples. We're comparing apples and oranges and pineapples, to put it in your words. The second issue is, is that this is a fairly new technology in terms of its integration into the open, into the recreational or civilian diving market. And every time we've had a major change in the way that we introduce equipment, there have been a series of accidents that occur because we just don't think of some things that go wrong. If you look at the introduction of dive computers, there were, there were Ben's cases that happened because they got used improperly. When we look at the introduction of nitrox, we had a series of accidents that went on. When we look at the introduction of trimix or mixed gas or cave diving, there were a whole series of accidents that happened that, in retrospect, we said, well, that was stupid. We should have known better. But going into it, we just didn't recognize it. We didn't foresee some of the things that were happening. And there's been some um, of that same type of incident rate going on in rebreathers because we don't understand the technology in our community as well as um, we thought we did. We thought we did. So... Um we're into the, I'd say, like, we're in, like, 10 years, good 10 years, 15 years. I'd say 20 years at this point in time, nearly. We probably started in the mid-'95s with the semi-closed circuit systems. The um, closed circuit systems yeah. started in about 2000, 2002. Yeah, I'm thinking of, like, the Inspiration, which was, like, the, one of the first yeah, big they were Yeah, they were introduced in 1998. Okay, um, This yeah. is 2016, so we're almost 20 years yeah. from where they were first introduced. I think wow, that we're most getting of old. those, we're getting, <laughs> you're getting old, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow, okay. So, but the point is, is that we went through ten, a 10-year learning curve. Okay. And learning some of that stuff. And we're now better off than we were. That said, there's still people making mistakes. And a lot of that is, um, part of it's complacency. People mm -hmm. are getting, you know, they're not as worried about it as much as they used to be because they've got some history under their belts. Part of it is poor training. And part of it is... There are probably people adopting this technology that shouldn't be diving rebreathers. They don't have the proper mindset for the. You really have to be uh, sort of like anal retentive. And we talk, I remember talking about this with um, 
Dr. Simon Mitchell last year. We're talking about checklists and things like that. That it, you know, flying a rebreather is like flying a plane. You know, your checklist, you need to be very specific and very anal retentive about it. And sometimes people just